thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, with Iceland and Israel in the midst of their biggest COVID outbreaks, despite 86% of those over 16 being fully vaccinated in Iceland, and Israel having 78% of those over 12 fully vaccinated, questions are being asked about whether we'll ever be able to reach herd immunity. In Iceland, 85.3% of people over 16 years of age are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19, and 4.9% are partially vaccinated. It should therefore not come as a surprise that among new domestic cases, most are vaccinated. Since the 9th of July, 77% of domestic infections were among vaccinated individuals, as Thilda Nutzdotter, Director General of the Ministry of Health in Iceland, is quoted as saying. Whilst Iceland had rolled back social distancing, mask and travel restrictions in June, they've now been reimposed as case numbers have soared. The percentage of severe cases and deaths has, however, reduced. A significant number of people are at risk of needing hospitalisation due to COVID-19 at the moment, epidemiologist Dr Joseph Daughter stated. Whilst Director of the National University Hospital, Paul Mathieson, warned that the hospital staff were burnt out and that there were already COVID cases waiting for beds. This and other pandemics are here to stay, Dr Mathieson told the Icelandic community. We must strengthen the healthcare system so that it's not always on the brink of collapse. Last week, the Centre of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, in the United States, published a case study of a Delta outbreak in Provincetown, Massachusetts. About 75% of those who contracted Delta in that town were fully vaccinated. About 470 cases were detected, five were hospitalised, none died. But the study did find that the same levels of COVID Delta virus was living in the noses and throats of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated individuals. At the same time, another study from Israel, as yet not peer-reviewed, has concluded that natural immunity confers longer-lasting and up to 13 times stronger protection against infection, as well as reduced chance of symptomatic disease and hospitalisation caused by the Delta variant SARS-CoV-2 compared to the two-dose vaccine-induced immunity. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, what does all this mean? The short answer is we don't know yet. There's a lot more information needed. There's a lot more research needs to be done. But the early signs are that it may be that we cannot reach herd immunity via vaccination. That's what we're seeing when we see people have been telling us that if we can get to 70% vaccination, 80% vaccination, we'll be able to get herd immunity. Well, that's simply not what we're seeing in Iceland and Israel. Once again, early days, A lot more countries data to start coming through as other countries reach those sort of vaccination rates. But it does appear that in terms of reaching herd immunity, in terms of preventing the spread of coronavirus, that that may be really difficult to do. What it also shows, though, is that the hospitalisation rates and the death rates are lower compared to the last round of infection. Now, that may well be an indication that the vaccine is lowering the chances of hospitalisation and death, at least in those most vulnerable populations. It may also mean that what we're now seeing is more of those who are less at risk, the lower risk people who are getting infected. And as a result, that may also be lowering the risk of, or the percentage at least, of people ending up in hospital and ending up dying from this Delta strain, which does seem to be spreading more readily. And so the question that needs to be asked is, what does this mean for the pushes for mandatory vaccinations or restrictions on those that are not vaccinated? If indeed it is the case that we can't reach herd immunity, then that changes the conversation that we need to have. If we're not taking the vaccine in order to reach herd immunity, in order to protect 
those most vulnerable populations, then we need to be taking it on an individual basis. We need to be taking it because for that individual, it reduces their risk of getting sick, it reduces their risk of getting hospitalized, and reduces their risk of dying. And so we then need to look at that in regards to the different populations. What we are definitely seeing is that it seems like the vaccine is lowering the risk of all three of those, of getting infected, of ending up in hospital and of dying for those most vulnerable populations. But we need to see the studies and we need to see the numbers for those less vulnerable populations. What does that mean for our kids, for example? If we're looking at those teenage populations that we are now pushing the vaccine towards, what are their rates? What are their what is their relative risk of getting sick? What is their relative risk of ending up in hospital? What is their relative risk of dying if they are vaccinated versus if they are not vaccinated? Those are really important, I think, uh, numbers that we need to see so that those children and the parents of those children can confidently make decisions about whether or not they want to get their kids vaccinated. And so that as a society we can make an informed decision about how hard we want to push for mandatory vaccinations and for restrictions on those who are not vaccinated, especially amongst those populations that are less vulnerable to the disease. It also calls into question then, what do we need to do to reach herd immunity? You know, I know already we're seeing suggestions that, well, if 70% doesn't work, if 80% doesn't work, then perhaps we just need a higher percentage or perhaps we need to all get boosters and that'll be what allows us to get that herd immunity. You know, as yet, there's no real evidence to suggest that either of those are the case, that, that either of those can be the panacea that's going to allow us to reach herd immunity via vaccination. But once again, time will tell. The studies will start coming out to show us the data on that and we probably need to wait for those. But it also raises an interesting question about whether we can in, re in fact reach herd immunity via natural immunity. If we're saying that the chances of not getting COVID, you know, it's 13 times stronger protection if you catch COVID naturally versus if you get the vaccine. And once again, this is only one study, one preliminary study. It hasn't been peer reviewed yet. And not all of the studies that are coming out are saying the same thing. But if that one particular study is in fact true, could it be that we can reach herd immunity via natural immunity that can't be reached via uh, vaccination immunity? And if so, what would be the cost? You know, if we are saying that we can't reach herd immunity through vaccination, then we we do in some respects need to assume that at some stage everyone is going to get exposed to coronavirus. And so then at some stage, everyone is going to have an opportunity to develop natural immunity. You know, should we be trying to, um, I'm going to leave that question right alone. But, but what does that mean in terms of what we should be doing about getting natural immunity or herd immunity and, and how we should be measuring? Should we be testing more people to see whether in fact they have natural immunity so that we can make a better informed decision about what we need to do with those people. Because it would seem that if you have natural immunity and if this study is true and that it does protect you 13 times better than the vaccination, then the cost benefit once again would be swayed for those people as to whether getting the vaccination or not is the right idea. And once again, depending on which segment of the population they are in as well. So, you know, there's a lot of research that still needs to be done here. There's a lot of information that needs to come out. Obviously, we're working on short timeframes here because everyone wants to get on top of these coronavirus as quickly as we can. Everyone wants to get back to their normal life, to get away from masks and lockdowns and all those sort of things. But, you know, we just need to wait for more evidence to come out so that we can decide what the best course of attack is. But in the meantime, what I think you should be doing is looking after your health, doing everything you can to reduce your risk of comorbidities, 
many of which are largely lifestyle related. This might be the best defense you have if, in fact, we can't get herd immunity via vaccination. So look after yourself, look after your health, do everything you can to boost your immune system. And in the meantime, we'll wait for more data. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.